Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cross over the road, my friend. Ask the Lord his strength to lend. His compassion has no end. Beefy! Beefy! the road. Savour the flavour, it's the Football Ramble, ladies and gentlemen. Good to have you back. My name's Marcus and I've got three beauties with me. Jim. Hello. Pete. Dog, I'm breaking my heart now. And Luke. Alright. How we doing, boys? Alright. Now, ooh, what have we got here? Real Madrid are going to build their own island. Can you believe it? Yep, it's completely consistent with the character. Uh, it'll open in the next few years, but we will talk about that later in the show. But I would like to ask you, Saucy3, if you could have any football club uh, open their own island, which one would it be, Jim? Uh, well, I, I would choose my own club. Uh, oh, yeah. Arsenal, to, have their, to have their own <laughs> island. And um, given that, you know... Gunnosaurus is a huge part of the Arsenal legacy. Yes, and the he's future. He's best player. He is. He really is. It would be sort of a, basically Gunnosaurus Park. It'd be like Jurassic Park, oh, but with huge, like clever huge, <laughs> huge mechanical Gunnosauruses and stuff like that. And you'd have sort of training matches yeah. where um, you know when you were open to sort of shoot, the trainers would go shoot. <laughs> And, oh, then, and then when it's, we're being hunted, a clever girl, <laughs> instead of getting mauled by you, we just fire you a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, yeah. If, and, if, and if you shoot wide, damn! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're all on the same wavelength there. <laughs> um, would there be a part of the island which has got like long grass and you just don't go in there? Yeah, yeah, there would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, that's, that's where they keep, um, I don't know, Martin Keown. <laughs> 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 Excellent. Strong start to the show. Pete. Um, well, mine uh, would not be dinosaur-related. It would be, it is it, massive it, But shame. it would be, indeed be an island. It would be a knockabout fun place based on the popular football club, Chelsea Football Club. <laughs> right. Uh, and it would be like topsy-turvy. All the laws would be topsy-turvy. Like, is it you know, Ibiza? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like, it exists. You know, like Ashley Cole didn't get in trouble for shooting that guy. Yes. Yeah. But like, then that, that, that player did get in trouble for releasing a smoke bomb. Yes. Yes. He, he, so he got, so he got it would, fired. It would so it would be like, yeah, so like, if you, if you forgot your tax disc, mm-hmm. death penalty. But if you, you know, if you if, if you murdered someone, it's fine, bro. So, so this it, is just the FC Island. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It, it would almost be a lawless state. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just like the Chelsea training ground is apparently. So it's basically yeah. Cobham. Yeah. <laughs> In Surrey. Pretty yeah. Much, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Good, like it. Okay, Lucals. Um, Portsmouth, of course. Yeah. And it would be like one of those really untrustworthy travelling fairs. <laughs> would it be a stone throw away from Portsmouth? Yeah, that's a very would. expensive it's, it's stretch a, of water. Of course it would. Yeah. <laughs> is it Fratton Park on an island? Uh, yeah, Portsea Island. Yeah, well, pretty much. Britain. Well, the whole of Portsmouth <laughs> is an island, really. Yeah, Portsea Island. But um, it would Shut be up. like it would be like a, a travelling fair where 
you know, the coconut shy with the coconuts would be stuck down and you could never win. Yeah. It'd yeah. be really expensive. Uh, the milk, no the milk jugs would be too thin to allow the ball to go in. Exactly. Would it be like the, the fun fair in, um, in Pinocchio, where it seems quite fun at first, but it becomes quickly nightmarish. Really yeah. sinister. Would there be a danger, Luke, that, that if the current got, if the current in the sea got quite high, then, then Portsmouth might go under? They would, yeah. The absolutely. island of Portsmouth. Uh, the weather would be crap as well. <laughs> well, if it's just off the coast of yeah, Portsmouth. It would be rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, that's what you do then with uh, X amount of billion. I go, um, I go for for uh, Associate Calcio Milan, and uh, the reason is because the, they'll probably do it now that Real Madrid have won. <laughs> yeah. But I would just think that um, you could get up to all sorts there. You'd have. I'd like to see the, the Brazilian contingent. Playing beach football on, on the beach, yeah. obviously that would yeah. be quite a nice touch. Zlatan would just be in a big, massive tower looking down. On I, everybody. Think, I imagine a big like Sphinx of Zlatan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sphinx of Zlatan. Sphinxesque, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, that's a great shout. That uh, Cassano would probably be in charge of catering. There'd be yeah. masses of food. There would <laughs> yeah, about um, bunga bunga parties every night. <laughs> yeah, like Beckham popping every so often. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to. I want to go to your. Like, <laughs> and the Midland Lab would sort out all the hangovers and stuff. Yeah. You know, they invent a hangover. <laughs> Yeah, so the Milan Lab, party you, island. If you felt poorly, you go to the Milan Lab and just sort you out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Alessandro Nesta, he could maybe provide a bit of entertainment, a strokes tribute act. Yeah. Would you yeah. have like an old old boy sort of section with Papan and Massaro and oh, yeah. Lentini and that sort of stuff? Clarence Seedorf, Cla- Albertini. Cla- yeah. <laughs> Clarence Seedorf would greet you off the plane. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Do yeah, you know, yeah. It would be lovely. Ambassador. Yeah, all the and that's why you've Is got the point. Head, head, head Are you giving me the point? The I'm giving him the point. Well, this is subversive. Unprecedented. Yeah. Well, I'll take him. Oh, and <laughs> of course you will And I'll multiply them So I've got um, all of the points uh, Right let's move on to the Premier League Where Manchester City didn't get all the points at Stoke City But before we talk about that I'd like to talk about Tony Pulis Being above the law <laughs> um, He managed to He got a drive I got this <laughs> He got a speeding uh, fine and, and, and three points on his licence Which takes him up to 15 points That means he shouldn't be driving on the roads no. of Great Britain um, Peaks Island Probably fine <laughs> Yeah he'd be yeah. No 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 We'd be dead for that, <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't he We'd be the opposite be one of those jeeps yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's Jim's right Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, But he's uh, Managed to avoid Getting a driving ban Whereas The rest of the population Would have had one Because he argued Successfully That Stoke City Would suffer so much That his team May even get relegated And that would Basically be terrible For the city of Stoke And its people a glorious torrent of codswallop. Really? It really is. What's a grumpy eyebrowed bellend? This is. This Do is, we even argue that? This is the um, the greatest thing since Alex Ferguson got away with it for saying he needed di- he had diarrhoea and he needed the toilet. Oh yeah, and he got off, didn't it? That's true. Well, apparently, I think Pulis is based in Dorset. Yeah, that seems strange. Which is that, a yeah. long way away. A, a lot of managers are like that. I think Redknapp still lives down in uh, in Sandbanks, doesn't he? Yeah, well, it's a bit nearer to London. But when still, he was, it's a long, well, long drive okay. every morning. But when he when he was going to go to the Newcastle job, they they um, they practically agreed to fly him in every day. Really? Mm. But yeah, I mean, Pulis also said um, that he can't have a chauffeur, didn't mm. he? In case um, the chauffeur overhears his secret transfer dealings. <laughs> And sort of passes them on. I don't think that's the most red hot information in the Premier League. <laughs> no. What, what clobber yeah. are you going to be? Like? It's only a few months of the year, anyway. <laughs> it's breathtaking how Pulis managed to do that. But he has, and he's, he's back on the roads, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So and mine... steering his team to a point at home to Man City. <laughs> Very yeah. good. Uh, Peter Crouch with a peach. Yes, it was. Goodness me! It's goal such, of the season. Such a good goal. It caused David Silva to go off with a head injury. <laughs> <laughs> just from thinking about it, his yeah. brain couldn't co- just no. you know compute it. The yeah. technique was. Beautiful. It was. It was that, that touch. Just oh, 
God. Yeah. I don't think the ball... Peter uh, Crouch. Is it fair to say Peter Stan Collymore liked it on top Stan, Stan Collymore um, had the air of a man who just witnessed the Hindenburg going down. <laughs> <laughs> like a proper... Oh, my God! <laughs> and in a way, he had. <laughs> <laughs> That was, it was his, his reaction was if anything I mean because this is a Peter Crouch goal of the season they don't come along every every five minutes no but it was the only reaction thus far I've heard that actually overstated it a bit yeah, yeah exactly if he turned into a gas mm. it would be le- <clears throat> you know because it, it wasn't really clear what had happened because the, the, the main commentator was uh, describing <clears throat> uh, yeah. events and Crouch has got the ball Stan Collymore screams in the most blood curdling fashion yeah. possible yeah. oh my god yeah you know, on the radio, who knows what has just ticked? Well, yeah, exactly. Had there been twenty-five passes before that, <laughs> yeah, then yeah. maybe a, a scream, but and a, an appropriate sort of you know sentence for to follow. Oh my god! In a footballing sense, would be what a goal. But the way that sounded sounded like an appropriate sentence to follow. That would be something like "It's eating my head." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and he just, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't speak for the next two minutes which is the best thing he doesn't really explain why he's picking himself up on the floor if he's anything like me I was going to say he's he's trying to find his remote control again because I I was out of my seat you were absolutely loving it yeah I I couldn't believe it brilliant wasn't it it's a great goal I I think it, it, it was one of those goals where it's just completely out of nowhere and even as he controls it you would never think of shooting there. And Crouch no. said, "Oh well, I've, you know." Didn't he say, "I've been doing it a lot in training"? Yeah, you don't do that yeah. because that would be you're wasting your training sessions if you're trying <laughs> yeah. to score from there. They're going everywhere, like, yeah. miles away. Stuff. I know it's Stoke. Minute. It might have been a cross. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know if you boys feel the same, but for me, one of the things that made the goal look even nicer was that Joe Hart was at full stretch. Yeah. it's not yeah. as good when the keeper's just rooted. That's right. No. It's much better when he's given it somebody still can't get there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but, does he deserve to get back in the England squad for that alone? Just for that. Yeah. Someone tweeted me saying, "I told you that uh, Crouch could score against uh, against good teams. You said he only scores against rubbish teams. He's always been my favourite player in the Premier League. <laughs> Why are you telling me this?" <laughs> Firstly, I said he's got he regularly scores a lot of goals against weaker international positions. Yeah, so it's confused. Man City aren't an international team, no. regardless of what they think about themselves. That's right. And if he They're did not. that ten more times, he wouldn't even get close. Ten is ten is very very <laughs> yeah. generous, Pete. Uh, do you know what I hate is the, the commentator cliche when someone scores a great goal and the commentator immediately goes he won't score a better goal like that in his career just yeah. enjoy yeah. the moment or oh, if Lionel really? Messi had done that we'd be saying it with shit but it's basically if, imagine if you scored a goal like that and someone going oi it's all downhill from now yeah. you're not going to get better than that yeah. enjoy this mate should, should do a can tonight just retire <laughs> your, your career has been terminated <laughs> yeah remember when Emil Heskey scored, scored that amazing scissor kick for Liverpool and yeah. everyone was just like sorry sorry what yeah. Crouch scored a uh, lovely scissor I was kick. ringing Sky when that happened no there's, there's been a fault in my box <laughs> <laughs> there's something's gone wrong I don't know if you've seen it you probably haven't seen it because you're in a cool set but trust me this box is broken <laughs> but it's another two points um, it was sort of d- dropped by your city away from home exactly Exactly, and uh, a good point for Stoke. But how uh, is it just sliding away from City? Well, it seems that way, doesn't it? But Stoke are just the archetypal nightmare away trip, aren't they? Mm. You know, it's just um, it's, it's no surprise really. It's so yeah. difficult to go and get anything from there. So I would think, you know, still is there nine games left? Is yeah, but United have got a much easier running though. Yeah, true. But they've got to go away. 
Yeah. To the Etihad, yeah. Which, yeah. Will be a, which will be a delicious. I effect. think we all want that, don't we? Right, last day of the season. Oh, sorry, the, the, not, that match to be the title. I think so. I think great. So. I think that um, City, obviously City's home form has been spectacular. They've got a hundred percent home record basically, haven't they? Yeah. Um, but they've lost some funny away games. I mean, they lost away to Swansea, lost away to Everton as well, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and Sunderland, they lost away to Sunderland too. Well, they so. dropped points. Yeah, Stoke, they dropped points at Fulham a and long time ago. United well. won the title last season by yeah. winning eighteen and drawing one of the home games. They're undefeated all season. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it'd, it'd be interesting. And see what happens. United are cruising at the moment as well. Did you see? I read something today. I'm not sure if it's true, but I read that Ma- uh, Mancini's on a pilgrimage to Eastern Europe, some place where there's been so, let's say, sightings of the Virgin Mary. He's oh, gone man. there. Really? Yeah. Wow. I don't know if it's picked up much in the English press, but I, that's what I read. I mean, I don't know if it's true or not. But I mean, that's a bit of a worry. Sure it's not for yeah. sport relief. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I have no more details than that. Feel free to laugh at me when this show comes out. Yeah. And it proves to be a spoof. But I read that today. <laughs> Balotelli's gone. I don't believe what he's done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't the believe what I'm reading. Yeah, Balotelli's gone. I left a message on his voicemail. I didn't think he'd fall for it. Speaking about David, David Silver, but he obviously went off. He um. He's really fallen away, hasn't he? He has, yeah. What do you think of his sort well, of fall I thought he was excellent against Chelsea, I must say. I, 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 you think about the first half of the season, everyone was saying, what, player of the year, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'd probably still have Van Persie, but I don't... He would be a contender. But he's not been great. But but he's fallen away, definitely, with his form. That whole entire match was all about the Bosnian in goal versus the Bosnian who was trying to get the ball in the goal. There's <laughs> 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 a couple of chances for... Uh, for Jacko in particular, who, uh, yeah, kind of I, th- I think that um, well, another one who's fallen away slightly. The start of the season, he was absolutely magnificent. Yeah, it's a lot of competition for players, and sometimes it just does it goes yeah. the wrong way. You know, yeah. it's just kind of like, oh, but but it definitely does. F- no matter how good I play, I might be replaced mm. by I don't know Tevez or something. Yeah, <laughs> well, not been particularly good lately. Either. Well, I mean, it's been said a thousand times um, before because it's because it's happened. But you know, they were um, unbelievable at the start of the season. City, they yeah. looked as though they were going to walk it, and then of course they've lost a lot of games or they've, they've, well, they've dropped. Degree, the same can have been said of United. You know, they're just sort of having a bit more of a smoother patch now. But you forget how little there is in it between them. Yeah. No, 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 true. But um, but without a doubt, City started the season. The, the, Marx is right in, in my opinion because what what you got to look at is you think. City are inexperienced in winning the Premier League obviously they would probably be thinking to themselves before Christmas we've got to build up a lead because yeah. United yeah. United have got players coming back now That's as right. well yeah. and United have got an easier running and they've got so much experience and Ferguson will pile the pressure on them well then the old yeah. mind games have started yeah. they? openly yeah. as well yeah. Yeah. didn't he say something like yeah I mean if they can they can respond if they want I've got plenty more where this came from pretty much <laughs> it, was like, it was a time when mind Love games that. jumped Love the shark yeah. mind games yeah. became self-aware yeah. Yeah. yeah it might be the end of mind well, games didn't, didn't Mancini say something like getting skulls back was a bit desperate. No, it's Patrick Vieira said that. Oh no, that's right, Patrick Vieira. And then he was like, "Well, hang on, Tevez." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Tevez. That's what he said. That was the extent of his press conference. One word for you, Tevez. <laughs> uh, which is uh, another word for prodigal son in Manchester. Now, Chelsea drew zero zero with Tottenham Hotspur. It was a nothing nothing result. It was a nothing nothing result. Um, although it threatened not to be. There was uh, Gareth Bale hitting the bar mm. and, and whatnot. There's lots of chances in that game. Wasn't I thought it? Spurs could have edged it. Do you think, Petey? Uh, I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I'm just enjoying the. Tune league. in next the, week when he might. That, that, that part of the league is sort of going this creaking inevitability that Spurs and Chelsea are kind of going to fall away because that's what's written in stars effectively. Well, Sp- know, just... Spurs are fourth now, three points behind the Arsenal. Got two home yeah. games coming up, Bolton and Swansea. I think. So yeah. I mean, they've got a chance to. They haven't won a game for absolutely ages in the league, have they? Yeah, I think it's four games. Is it? They lost yeah. three on the bounce. They yeah, true. Uh, I mean, really? A draw at Stamford Bridge isn't a bad result. No, not, not at all. Not in the Slayers. Yeah. No, but they they need they need wins, don't they? On a, but I thought Spurs had 
a bit about them. Well, this is what we've been saying before, isn't it? All through this run, they've still been playing well, so they'll get that next win. Yeah, I, I imagine. Is, is it Bolton next? They've got. Oh um, uh, yeah, home to Bolton. Yeah, they'll they'll, they'll win that. I, I just think sometimes they, they look on one level, they look like they've been playing all right, and on other levels, they look like oh, I don't know if they, if they are actually playing that well, and and. Redknapp's saying some funny things. I mean, he said, he said last week that, oh, it doesn't matter if I'm here or not. They'll g- just get used to a yeah, new manager. And it's like, oh, what are you talking yourself out of a job he, for? Yeah. The England thing has really thrown him, it's let's rattled. be honest. Yeah, of course he has. And it's rattled all of them. It has. They did, well, it, like, if, you, if you're playing for a manager, you enjoy playing for him, and you think, oh, is he going to go, well, now? Is he yeah. going to take it part-time? There's, there's players in that Spurs side who would think... I might have a chance for England yeah. if he gets in. You know, your Aaron Lennon's perhaps, yeah, yeah, yeah. and maybe Dawson to well, a lesser I mean, extent. But surely he must have sat them down and sort of said, because he's not made the decision now. He's not. They clearly he's not even approached. He, he, he's, it, well, it, I mean, come on. He must have. They must have a contingency plan in. Yeah. And he would have said to his players, "Look, if they offer us, I'm going on at the end of the season. Mm. Not now. At the end of the season. So I'm at least here until then. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen, lads. But just get us to the end of the season. Let's have a final push and, and, and get us into the. But he might not have said spot. that. I, n- I know that seems the logical thing. But you never know what goes on at a football club. The chairman probably does all that, doesn't he? So. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> what, pick of the team? Nah. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dress myself now, chairman does that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, uh, coming out of um, the Chelsea camp, uh, Eddie Newton. Um, it, he. It, Eddie it's Newton. Eddie Newton. Eddie Newton. Uh, slight better fortune for him because uh, he's obviously the interim assistant coach at Chelsea at the moment. He had four medals, four of his medals stolen uh, over a decade ago. Current. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Cup, Rizz Cup, League Cup, uh, Super Cup, Winners Medal and FA Cup, Runners Up Medal. Little Cup. But they've been found. They've been Ooh. found. All they were right. due to pickles be pickles again. No, not pickles. He's long gone. <laughs> yeah. They were due to be sold at a sporting memorabilia auction at Northampton Rugby Club, and, um, and they were found to be stolen goods. And uh, they were withdrawn from the auction. Will they, they return? Back, yeah, so will they return? To hopefully, Eddie? hopefully. Yeah, there's a. So. Otherwise, that story would be a bit annoying. Yeah. 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 it's Eddie Newton's medals. Yeah, yeah, yeah they've turned up. Just in case anybody <laughs> was wondering, uh, what a win though for Wigan. Oh yes, we were only saying the other, other week, weren't we? The, the, mm. You know, they've been playing well. If they put some chances away, they'll, they'll, they'll start picking up some wins. I thought the penalty was quite harsh, though. Well, we've got a good record against Liverpool. I don't think they've lost them in three seasons. First win at Anfield. Yeah, but they've not lost them in about three years. I think. Is that right? Yeah, Liverpool. Oh, I think they drew there last year. Yeah, Liverpool are in an awful state yeah, at the moment, yeah. aren't they? They just seem a bit um, panicky almost. There's their home it's like the season's gone. just slipping <laughs> yeah. away from them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, because they were involved in that incredible game at Loftus Road last week. Yeah, where they where they snatched threw away a yeah, yeah. a two 0 lead. This is where the you know the season's getting dangerous for the sides at the top um, because. <laughs> You know, the sides that are scrapping for their lives, they tend to realise around now, oh God, we've yeah. got to burst every sinew just yeah. to, just to points, stay here. They're eight points behind Newcastle now. Yeah. yeah, they're 28 points off the top. <laughs> I mean, we put it into perspective. I mean, I think I think there's also, I'm right in saying that um, if the season started on January Mother the 1st, well if, if the season started on January the 1st, they'd be in the bottom three of the ball. Doug Leach said today that he was astounded um, that people are saying it's an underwhelming season for them and stuff. It's like, all right, yeah, you did win the Carlin Cup, but come on, you yeah. can't be that surprised by this. So expectations were a lot higher than that. And I think reasonably so as well, given well, the, the money, money they, they spent. spent. Yeah, the signings just, they just haven't bedded in. It's, it's the same old story for Liverpool, I'm afraid. It, really it, it must it's be so Frustrating. They haven't won. Yeah. See these t- cycles happen over Absolutely. and over again. They haven't won the league or put in a real pr- pr- proper shift in the league for a long time now. I they've not come in close to winning it for so long. They've had probably two. T- I can remember two tilts at the title in since they won it, which yeah. is twenty odd years ago. I mean, I mean. It's, it's, they've, they've, they've missed Lucas massively yeah. they've not had I mean in fairness to them they've not had a chance to play because Gerard was, has been out as well they've not had a chance to play a sort of first choice 
yeah. core of a team. But, but, that, but that's what happens sometimes. They missed, that's football, they missed you know? Suarez for a long time when he was banned, and also, um, you know, obviously he's. You know, he, like the whole controversy there. He needs someone to play enough. with him, though, doesn't he? He yeah. needs someone alongside him. You know? yeah, when yeah. he scored those goals at Ajax, everyone was scoring those goals for Ajax. We had Tunsilow with him and, and, yeah. and one or two others. He needs someone alongside him, and I, I, I presume Carroll was designed to do that job, but Carroll's not shown the commitment, the fitness, the hard work, the, no, all the variety. talent, to be frank. So it's not working for him. Suarez, need, they need to get another striker in, which is yeah. ludicrous given that they spent yeah. so much money on strikers already. Is there an argument to, to play him and Dirk Cow up top together? I mean, Cattles yeah. have brought up very well. You know, more of a foil for Suarez. But Cattles I know he always does well out wide. But yeah. that's the thing with Cattles, isn't it? He's such a reliable player. He'll put a shift in anyway. Well, well. I, think, I think maybe they're a bit lightweight in the middle, are they? You know, well, they miss Lucas. Simple yeah. as that. He's such a big player for them. Their win percentage with Lucas and without him is, I, I can't remember the figures, but it's vastly different. Which is crazy, isn't it? Because Lucas had so much criticism. He's been divided. I, I can't remember a time when I have enjoyed a Liverpool press conference less. Because it's proper siege stuff. He comes yeah. out with such nonsense. I actually turn the television off whenever I see the manager of Liverpool Football Club because I know he's going to say something contrary or stupid. Or imb- I, I just find his press conference just difficult to listen to because mm. he's just such a vinegary man at the moment. Just that's a tactic that he has to sort of drop, pull up the drawbridge and sort of say, you know, we're in it, we're in it together. It's siege mentality, sort yeah. of. Thing. I but think it's every so. week, though. There's no, there's no sort of like. Mm. Uh, I know what you mean. Pete. There's no sort of. It's just kind of like. Uh, so what, what went wrong today? Well, uh, well, uh, he's, he's got more goals than us. It's like, oh, sod off. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Stop yeah. being so fucking facetious. Either do the press conference or don't do it. You know, Unless this is just the sort of thing you say on the training ground, and this is why it's not working. Great <laughs> <laughs> guys, you need to score more than them. I know. I mean, I know they took in fifty million. For Torres, I suppose me saying they spent so much money on strikers, it was a bit disingenuous. Yeah, yeah. But if you are going to take fifty million for a striker and then spend it on two strikers, I mean, I mean Suarez has been well, been decent enough. Yeah. Yeah. He's just not scored that many. He doesn't take his chances. But thirty-five million for Carroll looks like arguably the worst piece of business in the history of football. Aside from maybe Danielson. <laughs> yeah, oh, blimey, yeah. So you can you can as an outsider you can see clubs where you say right that's their transfer strategy. Like Newcastle obviously. Put their, put their mind in they were going to sign sort of slightly potentially injury prone but with something to prove young players and that's really worked for them um, But I mean, and a classic example of the opposite of that in my opinion was when Arsenal really panicked towards the end of a transfer window yeah. signed loads of players like Santos who they could have got Enrique for cheaper they signed yeah. Mertesecker mm. so with other options like Cahill yeah, and stuff. Arteta as well yeah absolutely and, and it was almost like they didn't have a strategy now I understand that's working for them now but at Liverpool I don't think they've got any sort of transfer strategy at all it seems well, to I me. think you know obviously Andy Carroll and Jordan Henderson were signed as players for the future yeah. and it's just not working yet you know maybe it will come to fruition I mean fair play to them they, they, I think the price tags on both those players they, have put, you know really put the spotlight on them well they wanted to sign probably English players I think with mm. Carroll and Downing and, uh, and Henderson and fair play to them you put the hand in the pocket for that but those players you know, Arguably haven't performed. I mean, Downing's been okay. Uh, Downing's had so much criticism from the Liverpool fans. He's just his end product has not really been yeah. there. No, he's, yeah. he's picked up a bit recently. It's not your responsibility to um, pack the bench for England. You know, no, it's not. No, no, no. But I th- we're going back to what you said, Pete. I, th- I think you're right. I think that I think Dalglish came in as a caretaker manager more than anything. I don't. I'm not sure if it was the, the long term solution that they're really looking for. Mm. And yeah. I, I think the pressure of the job's massively got to him. It's it's been very difficult. And I think maybe in the summer they've got to look at that position again. Mm. Anyway, at the bottom of the table, big result for Bolt Wanderers, a big yeah. Blackburn Rovers 2 1. Da- uh, I know we call him David Wheater there. Um, uh, <laughs> He'd he, love that. Yeah, he would. He's got to. You can call him that. Now. Exactly. He's got a brace there. Um, Junior Hoylett. 
a hold down for a penalty. Definite penalty. <laughs> well, not a hold down. I mean, David Witter. <laughs> what a great <laughs> Oros. Yeah. Oh, it should have had a penalty though. Did you see that? Yeah. Blatant. It's not. It's one. Of, you can't. It's one of those ones where you just think. No, I can't even give him the benefit. That's a definite pen. Yeah. There's no, he's no, no way around it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's a great win for Bolton, and obviously yeah. particularly good um, because of uh, Fabrice Mwamba, mm. who's showing some some uh, real good signs of uh, improving in his but condition. He's apparently, he apparently watched uh, his team on Match of the Day. Yeah. Like, can, you, can you imagine watching like the amount of love that, for that man oh, on yeah. the television? Like you got Real Madrid, uh, very humbling. And, yeah. and yeah. I actually found the Owen Call down the camera thing quite emotional. Yeah, yeah. To see yeah. that, it was really sweet, wasn't it? It was yeah. really, really touching because he, he said, "You know, we all th- think the world is just like." Oh, yeah, I found that very lovely. Actually, yeah. yeah. Well, we like Call. I, th- I think that I think that um, whilst I don't want to get too trite about it, I think that around the country in the Premier League, there was uh, tributes were spot on. I mean, yeah. Yeah. it happened at uh, Stamford Bridge. There, mm-hmm. I mean, the Blackburn fans were singing along with the Bolton fans. Yeah. What do you think yeah. the, the rivalry? Yeah, it's great to see actually. Yeah, well done, everybody. Also, as well, what was uh, you know on a, on a different level, you know, with the fact that Wigan won, the fact that Bolton won, you know, and Blackburn pick, picked up some wins recently. It's still really tight down there. Yeah, it is, and no one's pulling away. They're, well, they're all getting wins at the right w- time. Wolves are struggling. Big yeah, time. I think Wolves, Wolves are pretty. I mean, and, gone. and QPR, um, such a tough run in. <sighs> yeah, you, you're still, worried for QPR. They've still got Arsenal, Chelsea, United, City, and Spurs. And I think they, I think they might have to play Liverpool as well. Who have oh, they they Villa got though? That's what I want to know. Well, Villa, I'll tell you something, Pete. Yeah, I just wanted to say briefly before you. Before <laughs> and I hate saying <laughs> Before you moved on, off on. Bottom Blackburn, without yes. being a sort of party pooper, because obviously Moamba's the most important thing, there yeah. was some dreadful set piece defending in that game. That wasn't there, just. Wheater? Wheater scored two. It was no one near him. Mm. Was, one, of, one of the goals Wheater scored was a Blackburn player flicking it on. <laughs> have you seen that video of um, David Wheater headbutting ice cubes? Because oh, yeah. clearly he's learned to work on his heading technique. Yeah. That, that <laughs> second goal was an absolute bullet. He looks like Punch from Punch and Judy. He does, a or bit, like yeah, a or a witch, sort but of generic witch. Aston Villa, who instantly didn't turn up at the Emirates at the weekend, they were dreadful. They've still got to play their next four games. I, I thought to myself, well, they have one or two more points, they'll be fine. Yeah. And Zogby is out. Mm-hmm. He's probably one of their best players because yeah. Ben's obviously out already. Uh, yeah, but and Zogby is patchy as well, though. He is. He's yeah. unreliable. Haven't they signed that Australian uh, lad oh, winger? He's like a proper journeyman uh, midfielder. Um, Harry Kuhl. He's gonna go. <laughs> he's gonna go in the summer, and he's like, he's he's dog pops, and he's not. <laughs> if I was a Villa fan, I'd be like, nah, not having yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Not having this. Their next four games are Chelsea at home, Liverpool away, Stoke at home, United away. <sighs> they could be right in the mix. <laughs> in much oh, time. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's a classic. One team gets dragged in. It's mm. quicksand. Uh, we have to, that's what Villa Park's built on at the moment. No, it did. did you uh, do you see Shea Given on the uh, couch match of the day too? A lot of padding in that program. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. oh, let's put a vi- on a video of Shea Given's best bits. It's yeah. like some of the best kits he's worn. They didn't even have that many saves in it. Well, they didn't even put the Zidane front. Where he, Zidane took that wicked free kick against Ireland. And he just palmed it away. Well, like right. say, I actually yeah. timed that filling, and it was eight minutes. <laughs> eight <laughs> minutes. Just, right, lads, just outrageous. go for a sleep. Tell us you're going to go for a bit of a mid-shore siesta. We'll be yeah. back. In five minutes. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You don't have to pad. Just be honest. Put the best Premier League moments '95 on. <laughs> yeah. Love a bit of that, mate. Do you know what <laughs> on a Sunday night? It doesn't take much. No. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, we've got to mention uh, Grant Holt scoring a brace and then getting a red mm. card. Ben, that ben, first goal. Yeah, it was brilliant, wasn't it? He bent his run proper as well to, to yeah. defeat the offside trap. Lovely yeah, to see him knock it over the yeah. keeper and then head home. It's yeah. a Gordy Howe hat trick. Two two goals and they're sending off. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably what he had in mind. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Get him on the plane. I was going to say, getting, if he's getting sent off when he really doesn't need to, that is England material. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a little bit of rest. 
before the championships yeah yeah. And then, and then maybe can't. put in a massive like violent conduct situation when he comes back get the last few games of the season off as a rest yeah. and he can lead the line for England absolutely as skipper don't let that man eat that's what I'm saying yeah. don't give don't, him time off do that's not feed him after midnight <laughs> right we're going to leave the Premier League there for another week because we're going to go to the Johnston Paint Trophy final where Chesterfield beat Swindon Town 2-0 oh Paolo won't be happy uh, he won't be happy good for Chesterfield though they're bottom of, of League 1 but uh, Swindon top of League 2 I do not care I will win this trophy yeah <laughs> but he didn't He was. did you see Decanio at one point he was like on his knees giving it a real uh, passionate yeah. like he was yeah. praying and he said I was praying I could change 8 of the players but I would also change the manager <laughs> you yeah, just do some tactics. Yeah, I was yeah. eight of the players. Who were the three? Um, he, de- <laughs> he then said, uh, of course, he was disappointed with his team's performance. He said, uh, "Now I'm not sure he really means this first bit. I'm the first responsible, but I needed much more from my experienced players, not the disaster that they made." <laughs> <laughs> Fair do. I'm responsible, but you've made a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> I've given you the raw materials yeah. to make an absolute tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm responsible because I let you all onto the field of play. I'm sorry that you got offended by that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, we're talking, was it late March now? How long is it going to be before he gets on the field? Because he is raring to <laughs> let you, it happen. Can you chats remember at the beginning of the season when he was appointed, or whenever it was he was appointed, we all said, we'll give him to Christmas max. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute maximum. <laughs> to be fair, he stuck it out. He's got him to a final really in the top well. of the league. Yeah. He's doing really well, isn't he? <laughs> they're, they're roasting that league. They are. Now, let's go to the SPL, where there was a magnificent Glasgow derby. What Rangers, a match. Rangers won 3-2, uh, so they prolonged Celtic winning, winning the league title. But... And the commentators kept saying it. The atmosphere yeah, was yeah. unbelievable. Even by the sort of old firm dark. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Like that, that topped anything I've ever seen before. But it was it was so like, much at stake, though. But Rangers, if you look at the facts, Rangers had lost three home games in a row, which is unprecedented. Yeah. Well, it was because if they'd lost one more, it would have been the only time and, in their history. Celtic hadn't lost in twenty-one games. Like it's, the whole of the blue half of Glasgow just went no. Yeah, <laughs> you're not winning that here. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was yeah. pretty much, wasn't it? But, but admittedly, you are still winning it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How, there were so many good goals that could have been scored. Samaras, where he just marauded up the oh, pitch, yeah. took it around a couple of players, paused, yeah. and the keeper just managed to claw it out. Yeah. Oh man, there was and there was a good volley from I can't remember who did it. Uh, far corner. Oh man. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Hooper. Yeah, yeah. When uh, when McGregor made a great save, oh, McGregor made some excellent saves. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I thought people. the first sending off for Celtic was harsh. Actually, I mm. did. I thought it was a touch harsh. He, well. he lost the ball. He sort of had, didn't have, really have control of the ball, and there was another defender covering anyway. Yeah. So I think. I mean, I know Is that he, Char. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. he sort of did a sort of like a camp little. Oh, get off! Yeah. Of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's one of those ones where it always looks worse because they're the going player, at pace. Yeah. yeah, they're going at pace, and the defenders just ever so slightly leaning in, not breaking the rules. But when that player goes down, mm. the defender goes down on top of him, and it makes it looked far worse yeah. I mean it's, I mean, Celtic have been the best team I mean regardless of Rangers' uh, 10 point deduction Celtic have yeah. still been the best team mm. in the division But so that, and they will win it and, and, and rightly so but um, what about Reese McKay that young midfield well, player he, now, he had an excellent game do you know it. what that was for me that was the most enjoyable thing of the, of, of the whole game was seeing a 19 year old Scottish lad yeah, in the centre of the park for Rangers, just in front of the defence, yeah. spraying the ball around beautifully. It's quite he's small just, as well. Yeah, isn't he's yeah. only played three games, I think. Yeah, for Rangers. Now this is last week or the week before we were talking about McCoy's not fielding a full bench because the youth team didn't deserve to 
get the call up <laughs> yeah. or whatever it was. Um, but, but McCabe, so it's great to see him come in, but he's only played three games, something like that. And he's played a couple of games yeah. at fullback, I think. Yeah, to come in in such a massive, high yeah. profile and, and pressured game, to just be stroking it about as yeah. if he's been doing it for and years. And let's be honest, against a few old dogs and a few old you salty sea yeah. dogs, themselves, like no, Scott I, Brown, who yeah. eat you for dinner. Yeah. You know, you <laughs> oh, Scott Brown. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think, you know, that's very encouraging to see. I, I thought that was great. Um, I was going to say, also, when Celtic scored their second yeah. in injury time, yeah. Yeah. The, the fourth official had gone four minutes. He had, yeah. And so I'm thinking a goal on the celebration, you had a minute on. And there was a sub as well. I think it's 30 seconds. Well, there was a sub a as well. He did stop it on 94. I know. I think that. he stopped it just before 94. Yeah. I think he stopped it about 10 seconds before. And I was thinking to myself, do you know what? Mm. If I was going to reach out this about it, Leonard had already been sent off, so he couldn't say anything about it. <laughs> yeah. That, he, he couldn't. He's so you're going to pick up the uh, well, slack. I do, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a bit unfair, actually. And well, I basically want to make a coffee table book for. Uh, Dower uh, men who operate in the Scottish league. Right. There's a few of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just have a nice little. There's a few in the English league, to be yeah. fair. Does well, Craig, does Craig Levine count? Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll I don't know. I don't think Levine's do. I think oh, he's, he's horrible. He's not just every, He speaks as if everything is, that has just been said to him is really offensive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Jeffries is my goodness. I like it. I like this it. Is what, this is this is what's it's workable. Yeah, yeah, it's workable. Yeah. yeah, I liked it when Lennon was at great pains after the game to say, "I went up to the referee. I was very <laughs> polite. I didn't shout. I didn't swear." Mm. Next day, slapped on the charge, swearing, offensive language. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Lennon was off it. lying. Um, Aluko got the, the game going with a brilliant individual. Oh, it was going. Superb, yeah. just run and Powerful. just clever, clever movement to get himself into that space. Nutmeg as well. Yeah, was that Rod Wallace who scored as well? It was, yeah. Or was it Danny? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> indeed. Um, yeah, I mean, Rangers, Celtic down to nine men. But even so, though, Rangers I thought were excellent. Yeah, but you know. Celtic were down to nine men. No, but I thought Rangers were good value anyway. I thought McCoy's got his tactics spot on. The 3 5 2. A bit of that. I always like to see that. Um, yeah. But the wing backs really bombed on, and of course, that's where the first sending off came from. Uh, put in Lee McCulloch up top. I mean, he just battered them all over the pitch, yeah, yeah. didn't he? You know? He's, has there ever been a striker more cut out for the Scottish League? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, but that freed up a Luco, you know, to, yeah. to do his stuff, and he was a constant threat. Uh, but oh, it would have been incredible if Celtic could have got it back at three all, wouldn't it? Yeah. Wouldn't it just? But yeah. So, uh, oh, what about Boca Negra sent off for Rangers uh, at the end? If you were McCoist, yeah, what are you, you doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just, you know, 88 minutes, 3 0 up. No diving point. in. Yeah. If he scores, oh well, you know, consolation. McCoy seemed alright at the end, though, didn't he? Seemed yeah, quite he pleased. Did. He was very pleased. And, uh, and his, oh, face, his, his, his face. His, 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 his emotions spilled out of his face. Contortion of, of a face. Yeah, it was like, like you say, it was like emotions like personified. Yeah. It was very strange. Here's a little fact for you. Only twice in the last 73 Old Firm derbies have the team who have scored first gone on to lose the match. Were they all this season? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, not, not sure. But yeah, incredible, really, isn't it? Right, uh, from the SPL to La Liga. The SPL in the sun. Uh, Real Madrid back <laughs> to winning ways. They beat Real Sociedad 5-1. Didn't they? Who can, I, can I just say, didn't turn up. No, Did yeah, not was, turn up in yeah. any shape or form. 55 minutes in, they were 5-1 up. And yeah. Ronaldo was yeah. celebrating. I was thinking, could you, can you even muster the enthusiasm to celebrate? 5-1, yeah. Yeah. 55 minutes in. Well, yeah, their, their goal was superb, though. Real Madrid have got this weird habit of getting absolute meaningless wonder goals scored against them. <laughs> they're that good. There's a bit of osmosis going on for the other team, but not <laughs> yeah. enough that they're ever going to lose. <laughs> the other team gets in their slipstream and actually plays yeah. quite well. Because <laughs> um, well, against Villarreal, Madrid had a disaster. Well, that was last week, yeah. yeah. They did three players. Well, no. Uh, Ramos and Ozil and Mourinho, of course, sent off. Mm. And Mourinho's Celtic-esque. a player. 
yeah. top of the league. There's many comparisons. <laughs> I always, I always seem, I always feel a bit surprised when he actually gets set up. He seems like quite a mild I manager. Do, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought that. But uh, Ronaldo set a new record by reaching a hundred goals in the Spanish league faster than anyone who's gone before him. A hundred and one goals in ninety-two La Liga matches. So, just, just suck that in for a minute because what? we all go on about Messi, but yeah. that is it's phenomenal. Yeah, and rightly so about Messi, by the way. But uh, <laughs> you don't forget Ronaldo. There, I mean, uh, the, the, the French Pushkash, the Hungarian legend, of course, who played for Madrid in the fifties and sixties, scored a hundred. In 105 league games, but just unbelievable. Ronaldo, 45 goals in all competitions this season, and he's not an out and out front man. No, staggering. <laughs> and that Pruscast record was when they played a lot more strikers and the game was a lot more attacking. Yeah, you've only got a lot to look more high the, scores. Yeah, you've only got to look at the European Cup final. Although saying score. that, you know, Barca and Madrid have really brought that back into They're the They're averaging yeah. four goals, I think, a game, a game yeah. at home. Crazy. <laughs> Ridic. But it's, point, uh, it's six points now, isn't it, between them and Barca? Mm. Is that right? Yeah, they're six points, yeah, so. But, oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, all that's got to happen is Real Madrid to lose a game and Barca to win one and then Barca beat Real Madrid at the and they, they win and that's yeah. it yeah. so it's close closer than, than it seems mm. I still think Real Madrid will do it for the record yeah. though uh, let's talk about the island in the sun Real Madrid are to build their own luxury <laughs> island themed holiday resort in the United Arab Emirates more specifically though on the artificial island in the north of the country in the Emirati of Ras al uh, Khaimah um, it's uh, it's. Have you seen the video for this chap? It's, yeah. it's worth seeing, it ladies and gentlemen. It is terrifying. It is. It's like it's, it's almost dystopian. It, it it looks like the manifesto of a terrorist organisation that are sort of just hell bent on taking over the world. Well, it is. It's terrifying. Well, I, and I've got a quote to back that up from from uh, the president <laughs> Florentino Perez. Of course you are. He, yeah, yeah, don't I just? And I make it up if I didn't. Um, that's not true. He said it is a decisive and strategic step that will strengthen our institution in the Middle East and Asia. I mean, for the people who aren't initiating this, this this complex includes. A full size stadium to play hologram football games in. Well, no, it's yeah. not a full size that one side of the stadium's open to the sea. Yeah, but it's massive anyway. Oh, yeah. 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 It's well, as if, like, if you booted the ball hard enough, it would just end up in the sea. I yeah, it was going to click the ball. It's a hologram boys. ball. Isn't the ball's a hologram. So I mean, I'm sure no, they'll still I'm, play I'm a sure real game. They team. will still play football on that pitch. I mean, even they're not so wasteful. Just fancy a game on it? <laughs> There'll be once a year training session there or something for yeah. the cameras. But yeah, the resort will have luxury hotels, villas, an amusement park. Because obviously they can't have the Real Madrid team playing. In week in week out on the Real Madrid at the, sta- <laughs> at the Real Look Madrid alike. stadium, mm. like they they have got this hologram system, presumably for the Jewish players, because you they know, can't, they're not allowed. <laughs> there, yeah. They're not allowed there. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah, it's going to open in 2015, so get saving. They reckon it'll attract a million visitors in that year alone. They say a lot of things, I don't they? They do. Madrid. It's going to cost a billion US dollars, but 631 million. Pounds. It'll attract a million visitors if we make them go there ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. There's a big roller coaster, isn't it? Which I think they should. Called the uh, Real Madrid manager's experience. Yeah, oh, <laughs> really? oh, oh, I thought it disappears right Ronaldo's ass. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So there's your La Liga info for another week, gang. We're on to Serie A now, where Milan beat Roma two one. Zlatan. Sorry, yeah. I was going to correct you there. Who beat Roma two one? Zlatan yeah. did. He's back. He, he could have had about eight goals that game. Yeah. He's so just, did you see the second one? It was Grant Holt esque. Yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah. He um, just flicked it over the goalkeeper. Yeah. And just he had to fight it. In. Do, do yeah. you know what? They, that's it. He flicked it over the keeper, and and it, the ball was up in the air, and he was waiting for it to come down, and the defender was like, Grr! he's just like, yeah. no, yeah. I've got a black belt, pal. A yeah. black belt, <laughs> and I'm six foot billion. And you know, he's not that, having in. In that onslaught of Milan chances, there were loads. Roma went a goal ahead. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't believe it. Such a yeah. good run of play. Tell you, know? you what, Tiago Silva's picked up an injury and looks as though he'll miss both legs of the Barcelona Champions League. That is such a shame. Huge. I mean, he's probably the best defender, or one of certainly in the world. Uh, yeah, I certainly say so. I mean, it's, it's going to be a big loss to them against Barca, obviously. Mm. And in the time, and there'll be this talk that it'll even be a big loss to them for Barca in the transfer window as well. Well, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> in this long term. Yeah, uh, indeed. Now the derby of Italy also happened, where Juventus beat Inter two <sighs> nil, and who oh. came on to get the clincher? It was Alessandro Del Piero. <laughs> get him in. Yeah, Come on. Get him in. More importantly, yes. it was slips as well. It was yeah. a slip and a brush. Yeah, beautiful finish. But the first goal for it was Martin Cacares. Is that how you pronounce it? Caceres. Caceres. Yeah, he just no one. Him on a corner, hmm. just woeful from Inter. What are they doing? Oh, sorry. What? Just to go back to the Milan game real quick. I really wanted okay. to say that um, when they when Milan got that penalty, hmm. uh, it's something you don't see enough of anymore. Um, <laughs> Heinzer and the referee had a proper row. Oh, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, when yeah, sometimes yeah. someone has a go at the ref and he just stands there. The ref was giving it stacks yeah, back to Heinzer. Heinzer basically made a really good save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a penalty. Penalty. Unbelievable penalty! Yeah. Do you know what? I forgot Heinzer played for Roma, and when they, they did that, I so thought, did yeah, that's the kind of yeah, that's the kind of thing Heinz would be. Oh yeah, it is him. Yeah. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> that's what you got when you paid for him. But yeah, great win for Juve. They're, they're still uh, in the in the title race. But Del Piero coming on in the derby yes, of Italy in his final season for Juventus, mm. gorgeous. That's what we like to see. <laughs> now we're out of Europe. Now we're into Brazil. Uh, following no, 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 on no, 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 from no. the Ricardo Teixeira business, uh, he has indeed resigned from his post of FIFA of, on the FIFA Executive Committee as Brazil's representative. He, of course, has resigned as the um, Brazilian uh, FA head of. If you if you're on the Brazilian, uh, yes. sorry, if you're on the FIFA Executive Committee, yeah. I think it would be a bit of a wrench to resign from it because you yeah. <laughs> pretty good place to be. <laughs> a, a constant flow of yeah. other people's money in yeah. your pocket, you know, not d- doing much to get it. Uh, so, but they've replaced him. Um, it's like stepping down from being a blowjob. T- Hester, I yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Oh, bloody blokes, aren't we? Yeah. Eh? Uh. Oh, I love blowjobs, mate. Oi. Give in. Yeah. Apologise. Um, <laughs> now, uh, if I may continue, uh, they have replaced him with Marco Polo Del Nero. Great name. Marco. Mm. And then he was, and then he, and then he was there, and that's how they got him. And and he's the head of the Sao Paulo Football Federation. A little bit of background on Del Nero, if you want to know what he's like. He's seventy-one, so no spring chicken. A lawyer who specialises in uh, criminal law. He's worked in Brazilian football for a few years now. He led the Brazilian delegation to the two thousand and six World Cup, but some critics said he didn't plan it that well, which was one of the factors in in Brazil's disappointing quarterfinal exit. And also became a member of Conmebol in two thousand and seven. But according to David Hills and the Observer, Del Nero in 2008 was given a 90 day suspension for falsely accusing a referee of rigging a match in exchange for Madonna concert tickets oh you'll fit right in <laughs> what a weird tread <laughs> aye, aye, aye. what a specific complaint <laughs> so um He's in another another FIFA man for Andrew Jennings to get his teeth yeah. into, yeah. <laughs> and let's hope he does. In a way, it's good news. Yeah, I think so. Now the CBF, the Brazil's Football Association presidency, is up for grabs. Romario has ruled himself out. Okay, he doesn't want to do it, but he thinks Ronaldo is the man to save football in Brazil. But Ronaldo said he won't run for presidency, but would accept the position if it was given to him. Well, he's not run for anything for a long time, is yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> well, he can't be bothered. And basically. he appears to accept everything that's given to yeah, him. Just give me, the, <laughs> yeah. just give me the job. Yeah, come <laughs> on. Yeah. So, uh, so basically, he's. His best way of getting the job is yeah. saying he doesn't want it. Yeah, yeah. Saying just he's playing hard to get. Yeah. I'm not going to run for it, but if you give it me, I love it. Yeah. yeah, he's never gone for a proper job, has he? <laughs> <laughs> no, this slack bastard. But yeah. let's be clear: Would you like to see Ronaldo in charge of the Brazilian football? Yeah, of course. 
getting involved with the corruption and all that. Well, what, would he? I don't know. Maybe he'd be the white knight. Look, this, well, well, this is what Mario None says. of this is real to me. <laughs> sort of the, more, the more, you know, figures I'm aware of involve the better. It just yeah, makes the cartoon more interesting. God yeah. knows he can't handle figures, Romario. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh dear. Um, and one final story before we go to going for gold is in a lower league game in Brazil, the uh, referee for a particular fixture has been uh, for a particular has been suspended after CCTV footage from a petrol station showed him buying booze a few hours before kickoff, and apparently he was held upright by a couple of people. He was hammered, ladies With, and gentlemen, like sort of weekend at Bernie's referee. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, his name is uh, Jose Roberto Marquez, and he claimed he wasn't drunk, just anxious because <laughs> um, uh, he'd had so much to drink. Yeah, yeah. But it was affecting the way he felt. It's like Luke on the way to. The studio sometimes he's a bit anxious you and I have to prop him up yeah. Yeah. no um, I am battered yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well the director of one of the teams involved um, <laughs> said that when Marquez arrived for the game he had 20 cups of water <laughs> and kept laughing at the players <laughs> I actually love that he then told a ball boy to take a corner <laughs> I felt that was very strange <laughs> That was your first clue. <laughs> you certainly won't find it in any textbook. No. <laughs> oh, yo, Littlin. Yeah. Hurry up and take the corner. Oh, my God. You funny sod. We haven't got all day. The pub closes yeah. a bit. It's <laughs> not time wasted. I love it that he's laughing at all the players. Yeah. Oh, look at you playing football. <laughs> no bad. I'm going to send you off. <laughs> Penalty. <laughs> <laughs> I am centre of attention now. Oh, I fucking love penalties, me. I'm, I'm taking it, I'm taking it. Have a couple more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stick, stick that old lady and go, wicked. Yeah. And now it's time for Going for Gold. It's time for Going for Gold. Going for Going for Gold. Gold. <laughs> for, uh, this is a listener suggestion. I've had a few. I'm not, I don't want to stalk the fires, but uh, guys, I've had enough. I've got enough. For Pete, is the next stage going to be you get to send the clues in as well, so you haven't got to do it? <laughs> well, this man has pretty much done a lot of them, but in a very uh, sort of narrative format, which I've separated into questions and okay. double-checked the clues, so okay. up yours. Um, <laughs> up it goes. <clears throat> I played in the 1998 and 2002 World Cup. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Stop. No. Mark over miles. No. You only get one stop per. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alright. Well, we have yours. I don't want one. Okay. <laughs> I crossed the Milan Divide. Oh. Stop. stop. Go on. And then Crespo? No. Clarence Seedorf? No. Any more for any more, Mark? Uh, Jim, no, uh, okay, go on. Luke. Make a while. I've played in England, Germany, Serbia. Hakan Suka. No. Oh, I thought it was it. Qatar, Nigeria, and Iran. Oh. Stop. Ah, no. Ignore that one. <laughs> Go on. Okay, then. <laughs> My first taste of English football was Derby County. Stop. Paolo St- oh. Wanchop. No. Stop. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that was a stop. Um, Ravinelli. No. <laughs> 2002 World Cup. Ravinelli. Middlesbrough, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Oh, was God. Um, uh, he had monumentally shit hair. <laughs> <laughs> stop. Taribo West. Taribo oh, West. Yes! Well Come on. Thank you, Howard Rocklowski, for yeah. that suggestion. Great he name. sounds like some sort of detective or lawyer. Hmm. Highfalutin lawyer. FBI agent. Yeah. Let's go to the emails. Let's. 
Thank you for uh, for your email, lady. All right, rah rah rambler, Russia's greatest love machine. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, mixing a blend. Whilst I was at college, I had a job as a silver service waiter in the hospitality boxes at the Riverside Stadium in Middlesbrough. I have many unusual stories from my time there, including interrupting Bobby Robston mid-story to get his drinks order, being felt up by the staff of a local radio station, mm. and trying to find bourbon cream for Gary Lineker. But by far the weirdest people were the private owners of the boxes. Most of the boxes were decorated in a sort of zombie skin puce, but for a little extra money, private owners were allowed to decorate their own rooms. One woman filled the room with high-back leather chairs and calfskin rugs. It looked like a pimp's retirement home. But the worst day was when I walked in and saw that she had put a nude painting of herself on one wall. I panicked and turned my head quickly, only to see that she'd put a mirror on the opposite wall. Horrific. <laughs> oh, that's from Paul McGarity. That, that is weird, isn't it? Yeah. Very weird. That's what we got up in Rumble that? HQ. Yeah. My yeah, goodness. And we thought the Real Madrid island was frivolous. Yeah, <laughs> that's outrageous. The Millsborough boxers living the high life at the riverside. Flipping it. I smell a sitcom. Whenever I move into a new house, that's the first thing I put up. On the ceiling, though, in the mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for a profile, you Yay. beauties. We've got Neville Southall. Yes, <laughs> my favourite goalkeeper ever. The big man. The huge man. Yeah. <laughs> the walrus of football. <laughs> a, man who, a man who was clearly told at an early age to make yourself look big. Yeah. <laughs> and continued yeah. throughout man, his life. A man who is practically men. <laughs> <laughs> pound for pound. <laughs> <laughs> the best goalkeeper we've ever seen. Yeah. Professor Unit, Neville Southport. <laughs> Like watching an aircraft carry a disco dance. Yeah. Like a brick wall with the reflexes of a cat. Yeah. <laughs> He's all those things. MBE. <laughs> um, uh, he was born on the 16th of September 1958. Oh, uh, uh, nine years before the summer of love. Nine years. Nine years. No coincidence. Stop. Yes, Neville Southall. <laughs> yes, I'll carry on. Uh, one of the great British goalkeepers, and we've had a few from this island. Let me tell you, an Evertonian legend, mm, yeah. uh, and one of the best players that Wales have ever produced. He was world class at points. Yes, yeah. certainly, certainly I'll, lit eighties. I'll go as far as to say, in my, I think, I think he at one point was the best goalkeeper in the world. Right? Yeah, so shove it right up your jumper, listeners. <laughs> Neville has. Oh, no, no, that's his got. If you don't like it, you know where to find me. Yes, <laughs> I have had a drink. Um, uh, <laughs> and a real character, too. Yeah. Big Nev. Had a good cookie duster, didn't he? Oh, he did. Oh, great soup strainer on him. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good. Big Ned Flanders, isn't it? That was yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, right, he started his footballing journey at centre-back uh, for his school. Hey, uh, he's gone too far. He's played, overshot. Played yeah. very deep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, he had a few trials in his teens for, for Bolton Wanderers most notably but he didn't get in so carried on life doing a number of different jobs here and there including Bin Man yeah he's a famous Bin Man yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see him doing yeah, that as well yeah. I think he was brilliant sorry he was a famous Bin Man well, no, it's, it's, before it's one of the famous, famous things bin man went on to be a famous yeah. goalkeeper well you know when you used to get like I mean because you'll come on to this but when they were in the cup final in 95 back in the day yeah. it used to be that used to that TV programme used to start at 9 in the morning they'd profile yeah. every player I remember them talking about Big Nev being a bin been yeah. on the bins. I, I like yeah. to fantasise that he got his amazing cat-like agility from like people throwing like the wrong items into the back of the dust cart yeah. and he might go whoa that's recycling <laughs> <laughs> sort of like, there was no recycling no, right? yeah. <laughs> in Wales Sorry. in the early 80s that's <laughs> a dog yeah. <laughs> don't put dogs in that's the another mo- human being the planet's that's like, a football oh the planet's <laughs> got that, something here mate that's not a mine get out <laughs> 
Oh dear. So uh, he started playing for Welsh amateur side Winsford United and a few other teams before then. But it was Winsford in the late seventies when he got noticed by Berry, uh, and he signed with them in nineteen eighty for six thousand uh, pounds. Played a full season with Berry and then was spotted by Everton, who were managed by Howard Kendall, a fellow Dean Windows Hall of Fame E. Nice chap. Kendall. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, they snapped him up for one hundred and fifty thousand pounds, and so his career at Everton began. Uh, initially battling with Jim Arnold for the number one jersey, uh, Southampton was dropped uh, quite early on in his Everton career after they were beaten 5-0 by Liverpool. Mm. Absolute spanking. And imagine how much that would have knocked your confidence as yeah, a young yeah. keeper. You've not Especially been against Liverpool as well. That's yeah. right. I mean, yeah, everyone would have seen that as well. But I mean, the embarrassment would have just been magnified so much. Exactly. And and, and no one would have ever predicted what he went on to achieve at that club after that. Mm. But by the end of 1983, he was first choice keeper and would keep that number one spot for a ruddy long time yeah. <laughs> um, and went on to be a true Everton great no doubt about it uh, it was a crucial player for Everton in that golden period of the 80s under Kendall absolutely loved by the fans and uh, you know a number of that uh, Everton side just said he gave us so much confidence having that, the big man behind you especially oh, the defence the mid 80s team was great yeah. the mid 80s team when they won the Cutlers Cup with um, Peter Reid yeah. Kevin Sheedy and I'll tell you what big go, Andy Gray up there front <laughs> he scored in the final to be fair well, to him give him credit you yeah, know I'm saying to be fair yeah. but Howard Kendall said uh, I'm a firm believer that when you uh, sorry I'm a firm believer that you never win trophies without an outstanding goalkeeper he one on one he was one of the best uh, goalkeepers or certainly point blank range shots he loved the one on one he would yeah. he would just stick out a hand and it would just be like magnetised yeah, oh, it was they, such an exciting also, goalkeeper to watch but he'd get a strong hand to those yeah. shots yeah. as well like oh, it was just magnificent it, just most, most people, it, would just end, it would just end up in the in the back of the net, but he just had such you know he didn't have a lot of range. He didn't have a big wingspan, but he just seemed to have so much strength in his in yeah. his wrists. He and his timing was well. absolutely yeah. superb. He would know exactly when to go down, when to stay up, yeah. when to stand. Jimmy small, loved the one for the cameras. He used yeah, to flick his yeah. legs out quite a lot when yeah. he saved them. Uh, so there's one that I forget who it was against now. But it, it was against Spurs, the famous tip over the bar. But he, sure. he tipped uh, so many over the yeah, bar. I know, I know, but there was a particular. There was, there was one particular one which sticks in the mind where the camera is right down the barrel of it, and someone's on the left hand side, and they bend behind the far corner. It's from downtown, mm. and he's seen it from a long way off, and he's over the other side of the goal. <laughs> but he waits for ages, and then just legs it across and massively tips <laughs> it over. I remember he did that when uh, Mike Hooper at Fernia Castle uh, nearly lobbed him. He proper, he didn't even need to tip it over. Could caught him, he could have just stood yeah. up and put one hand wow. bang. But he proper. That's why we like him though. Oh, he's such he, an he exciting made, keeper to watch. He made a Gordon Banks esque save um, against uh, Villa, I think it was, as well. When um, I remember it was that hammered it down the wing. And put one over at the far stick, yeah. and Southall was scrambling back to his, which would have been then his near post, mm. and someone point blank drilled it and yeah. he pushed it around the post. It's one yeah. of the best saves I've ever seen. Also, yeah. it was very, very good with his feet, and that's a really important skill to know when to be able to pull it out as a goalkeeper. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Yeah, that is very true. But I, I think, Pete, absolutely, with the one-on-ones, like, can you imagine if you're a striker, you put through on goal, and you're like, all right, here we go, and you, you put your head up, and you just see Big Nev bearing yeah, down it's on all, you. It's all you can see. You'd pass Fred it. Tread. You'd pass it, even if that was playing it back into your own half. I've got <laughs> down, I've got down. I, I think I'd just retire. <laughs> there and then. But 85 was a big year for Everton. Yeah, he won two FA Cups with, with Everton, of course, and they won the league in, in 85 and 87. The Cup Winners' Cup as well in 85. They were denied. Uh, the treble in 85 they lost to Manchester United in the final and, and, and Big Nev rude that he said um, 
about Manchester United because they'd, they'd beaten Bayern Munich in the semi-final of the Cup Winners' Cup and he actually said the final yeah. was a little bit of an anti-climax well they beat Rapid Vienna in the final they, they did yeah, yeah. And, and, but he said Bayern Munich were by far the best team in that competition and when they yeah. won the semi-final they it was, knew, yeah. yeah exactly but uh, he said about losing to Manchester United in the, in the FA Cup final he said they were really shit compared to Bayern Munich <laughs> 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 you know that's great was that in the post-match interview on BBC I hope yeah. so I hope so he won the Football Writers Player of the Year award in 95 only one of four goalkeepers to have been awarded this Bert Troutman Gordon Banks and Pat Jennings the others I think um, I, I get the impression from Southall that that could have been just because he would play for like a sort of 11 a side team of writers on a Sunday as well yeah. just because he loved playing so much like he John Burridge yeah he was like John Burridge in a way wasn't he because it took him a long long time to retire Loved yeah. it. Not a figure of a sportsman either. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I can remember in about 2001 when he turned up for Bradford. Well, we'll come yeah. on to that. But um, he, he was the last keeper to have won the uh, Football Writers Award, you know. I thought Schmeichel would have won it. No, no, no. He hasn't won it. In the, um, if we fast forward a few years, obviously the 80s, you know, were a great period for Everton there. But they then went a while without um, winning a trophy. And, and, and South have got a few arguments from the board upstairs, one thing or another. And he did hand in a transfer request a couple of times, but that was always denied because they knew what an important figure he was at the club. And in the opening game of the 1990s season, Everton trailed Leeds 3-0 at half-time and Southall famously refused to go into the dressing room at the break and stayed on the pitch having a little sit-down on the field. And many thought this was some kind of protest, but Southall said uh, it was to get the best out of me and the best out of the team. I did actually pop in at half-time, but there was all sorts of shit going on in there. So I wanted a nice peaceful place to clear my head and I found a place to do it. <laughs> That's fair enough. A keeper's job's the same, isn't well, it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, yeah. And uh, I think an Everton fan might have run on the pitch to say something to him, but Big Brave. Nev, Big, Big Nev confirmed it was all right. I love this. He said, "Did he? St- he just stood up, you know, made himself big." <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he was saying, you know, it was it was an, it was ideal because it was really quiet outside. And he said, "The fellow who ran over to say something to me had tiled my bathroom, so I knew who he was." <laughs> <laughs> a wonderful euphemism. Yeah, yeah. That, the game was different back then. Yeah. You just wanted to catch up. Yeah. Was, was it all right, by the way? I've invoiced you. Throw <laughs> <laughs> food in this customer survey. Yeah, yeah. How's your sealant? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Everton lost three two, but they got some pride back on the on the score sheet. But yeah, from from eighty seven, I think it was to ninety five, Everton didn't win any trophies. Um, but in ninety five, they beat Manchester United in the FA Cup final one nil with a Paul Rideout goal. Yeah, great game, yeah. Southall. Oh, had lots of, lots of shots to yeah. save in that game. Um, and that, that was that was his Vaseline sort of era, wasn't it? Where he yeah. would just put oh, a yeah. whole tub of Vaseline on his head to prevent the sweat going past his eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. So much Vaseline. Uh, yeah, Too he did. much. Um, that was his last trophy um, and he ended his Everton career at the end of 1997 we should also mention as well that um, he was uh, imperious for Wales at times I mean they didn't have a great side mm, back yeah. then it was a shame he never played at a World Cup he didn't um, get many caps did he for Wales 92 <laughs> <laughs> he's the record uh, cap holder for yeah. Wales um, his last game for Wales was in a 6-4 loss away to Turkey in a World Cup 98 qualifier 6-4 yeah, they came quite close to qualifying for one they did but it I think was, Scotland uh, drew against him and they needed to I think Scotland scored like a late equaliser I think that was 78 was it okay I think it was 78 no, I, I think Neville Southall was playing I, I think it was later than that there was one um Oh no, you are right. You are right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget which one that was. And also in '94, the Welsh weren't far away. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, so it was a shame for him. He never played at a World Cup. Uh, but 92 Welsh caps, uh, incredible yeah, achievement. Can't beat there. That. Indeed, he actually managed uh, Wales caretaker 
manager for one game in 99 I think but um, after Everton in uh, the late 90s he became a massive journeyman with the emphasis yeah. on the word massive yeah. uh, briefly playing for Southend Stoke a couple of years at Torquay he played over 50 games for Torquay in Division 3 at Huddersfield and then went to Bradford back in the Prem for one match it was an emergency loan I believe yeah, yeah. the age of 41 and a 2-1 loss to Leeds yeah, Michael boy. Bridges scored a couple he did yeah. big boy back then wasn't oh, he oh my good god <laughs> Shipperly-esque he, I think he's got to be, and, and this is a profile celebrating his career, so I yeah. don't disrespect him too much. But he must be the fattest player to ever play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's, it's more his uh, agility with that amount of bulk. Do you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's an achievement. It's, imagine how weird he would have looked if he was like, like Van der Sar skinny. <laughs> it's yeah, I know. Weird. I got I got a little story about uh, Big Nev when when I was working at a sports shop at, uh, when I was about sixteen. Um, that I've got a signed um, Neville Southall basically released a book which is like I think from memory it's half sort of goalkeeping manual for tips for mm. wannabe keepers and half autobiography wow. it's a really good idea yeah. so yeah. what he does he applies his like his experience as to why you do things and why you don't and use them as tips so he's got stuff in there like never put your kit bag or a towel in the goal because it gives a striker something to aim at you always put it outside oh, right. stuff like yeah. that is really good yeah. um, but I, I was saying to Marcus earlier I can't actually remember if I met him or not <laughs> I've got a signed copy of it surely you'd know well no because he came into my shop um, he and, and signed the book but um, I can't remember whether it. I remember him from photos or whether I saw him or not yeah. but anyway it's a very good book it's called In Search of Perfection other little gems include never wear a baseball cap if you're a keeper no. always wear a visor because you don't get as hot yeah. although I've seen Big Nev wearing a cap yeah I've seen yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 practice what Nev <laughs> I've seen him earning some caps <laughs> yeah. Hey. Um, yeah so he, he then went on to uh, play for York City Shrewsbury Town Dover Athletic and finished up at Dagenham and Redbridge we, um, did, we did a, um, a little thing about him when he was turning out on Sunday side but he was refusing to play in goal Jimba oh, yes right. yeah. and somebody tried to centre back somebody said uh, who the hell do you think you are and he goes you know I am <laughs> yeah that's right yeah. <laughs> was, it, was it Margate might have been yeah, yeah I know he was caretaker manager for a bit well, and might have even team, been yeah. like, involved in the sort of the physio work or something you sort of look at videos of him now though he's you know fine 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 no, it must have been a Sunday side. Margate are like an amateur team. There's no yeah, way he yeah. could have been playing for I'd be surprised if he'd been set back for Margate. Out, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I no can way, just imagine no him way. standing there holding like a string of cooked sausages, just sort of like barely moving, but just thumping everything away. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, his finest hours, obviously, belittling Michael Owen after he was yeah. on the Michael Owen soccer school uh, TV show. Well done, he's 13. Well done, he's 13. Yeah, that's right. He's oh, him. yes, game set match, Owen. Well <laughs> done, he's 13. <laughs> yeah, maybe a Ramble Tube clip. Yeah, yes. go up on the website. Uh, he was voted Everton's all time cult hero in 2004 and holds a few Everton records, such as most league appearances, most FA Cup appearances, and most clean sheets. 269 that's clean huge. sheets. Yeah. That's huge. And 750 appearances in all. Everything Wonderful. about him's huge. It's no wonder Everton fans are a little bit down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Such a great hit. Oh, man. But if you want to know more um, about uh, Big Nev, you can ask him. Yeah. Go to asknevillesouthall.com where you can ask him presumably anything you like. It costs £49. Pounds. No, no, actually, you can do it through the Football Ramble. Um, and we'll pass the message on to him <laughs> for £70. Pounds. Yeah. yeah, well, it costs him £49. Pounds. It costs you £49 pounds to send him an email or £99 pounds for a single one hour long phone call. The phone call's probably better. Better value, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. But still. Like but still, really, I mean, really whichever, way you, sex line. whichever way you slice it, it's 100 quid an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But an hour though I mean <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'd do it for under yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, is there a point to this hello yeah. Yeah. I don't know but but one of the, the biggest and best keepers that Britain has ever produced is Neville Southall he's coming in, in your country Neville Southall MBE 
Love that man. Well, there you are, kids. That's the end of the Football Ramble for this week. If you'd like to get in touch with us, the email address is show at thefootballramble.com and the website is thefootballramble.com. Yes, it is. And on the <laughs> website this week, uh, Liam Toomey focuses on Steve Keane and how he's actually been quite good lately. Uh, James Appel looks in-depth at the controversy surrounding Locomotive Moscow after a fan threw a banana at Christopher Samba while he was playing for Anchi. And uh, Kieran Pender looks at the Socceroos and their key man ahead of their World Cup qualifying campaign. Also, there's The Shop now featuring Lick, uh, Ricky Lambert doing you-know-what. He said Licky Rabbit there. Uh, the, the Forum, <laughs> the Hall of Fame and all kinds of delightful nonsense. Go, go over there. Go over there now. Um, you did actually ask listeners for a Ricky Lambert celebrate t-shirts and now you've got one so go yeah. and buy them for Pete's sake <laughs> for Peter's sake <laughs> literally for Pete's sake he's in rags down. here <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Lambert celebrate there we go right uh, say goodbye Jim goodbye Pete. Jim easy and goodbye Luke Pass. see you later from me Tabernaclers Tabernaclers <laughs> <laughs> here's Crouch edge of the penalty here tries an acrobat oh my god you will not see a better goal it's amazing from Peter Crouch Because uh, I went to both a Catholic school and a non-Catholic school, so I had the non-Catholic hymns. We didn't I even mention God in them, and also the um, the, the Catholic ones. Yeah, what's the both worlds? I had I autumn days when the grass is jeweled and, and a wind for my home team. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I, I, I went jet planes meeting in the air to be refueled. All these I things did Church I love so well. and we mustn't forget. And we mustn't forget to say a great big thank you. I mustn't forget. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 